if you are in a point of singlehood and you aren't at peace or you aren't whole or you aren't depending on God as your source for wholeness, your source for everything, when you get into a marriage and you look at this person to fulfill like whatever holes or gaps there are, man, are you going to be in for a disappointment? Mm. Welcome to a Pondering Heart podcast. We're two friends learning and growing together in our Catholic faith. We'll talk about the triumphs and struggles that we face on our journey, and then we'll dive even deeper. My name is Amina Moro, and I'm Rachel Wong. Let's ponder out loud together. Hi friends, thanks for joining us on this episode of A Pondering Heart Podcast. It's Rachel, and like we shared last week, this is a two-parter episode with our dear friends Mike and Camille Mendoza. So this is the second half of a conversation that we started last week. And Mike and Camille have so much more wisdom to share when it comes to relationships and dating and marriage. So I'm going to step back so that they can continue to tell the story as well as share some of their insights and wisdom. So enjoy this episode and we will catch you on the other side. I was fortunate enough many months back to interview Camille for the Feminine Genius podcast. And I think what is so Mm -hmm. evident in the fact that you know you both are very intentional in the way that you've approached this this must be something that you reflect on a lot as a couple is that idea that you both were running in your own lane like on your own track and i remember camille when you said this to me in the interview it just really floored me where it's like you know you have to be running towards god and that should be your main focus and at some point if that's what you're called to if marriage is what you're called to then God will eventually, you know, reveal the person who is running alongside at the same speed, running towards the same thing. I find that to be so beautiful. Just this idea that, you know, it really requires a lot of like intentionality. And just this fact that you both have really like from the beginning have really like approached it from I think very like practical things that I feel like maybe we should start to talk a lot more about like in relationships. I feel like so many times, you know, in Mm -hmm. early parts of relationships, people are so worried of getting like going too fast, too quick, which of course, like that requires some prudence. But, you know, like as you recounted earlier, Mike, you talked to Camille's parents and then you both talked about your own dreams for your futures. And sure, like maybe you weren't thinking of each other in it, but still like you were very open and honest about like, this is what I want to achieve. These are my dreams. These are my goals for the future. And so many times I feel like in just relationships nowadays, like I think back to like exes that I've had, it's like the second date. I was like, yeah, maybe do you want to like say hi to my dad who's picking me up? And he's like, ah, no, too much. Can't Mm -hmm. do it. Sorry. Gonna (laughs) leave and go to Mexico now. Like it just scares people so much. 
I guess like my question just in sum of all of that is what are some of the ways that you tried to be more intentional about it and what are some ways that people in general like anyone who's listening to this how can we be more intentional making space for these kinds of conversations but also like really putting one another first I would say for myself at least I definitely did not do things perfectly at all Some of the things that I appreciate that past me did, as well as how I would approach it if I were to go through that again, is grow in your maturity, whether it be like your human formation, your spiritual formation, really get to know yourself and get to know God, know your temperament, know your love languages, learn how to effectively communicate learn what your role is and discover the desires in your heart, the dreams that you have, the plans that you anticipate having. All of these things are you, what make you uniquely you in the way that God created you. And so I just find that a lot of people, and I'm sure that the dating culture has changed a lot since we were going through it, but oftentimes the focus is, is so much on trying to find the right person when we have no idea what we're even looking for or what we're even asking God for. I just think that if we knew ourselves better, we wouldn't have to play all of these games in the conversations because we would just share facts about our dreams and our intentions and how our relationship with God is or how we intend to grow in our relationship with God. All just facts and just a lot of sharing of that. And it doesn't take away from you. Like all it does is really contribute to the other person and they might take that and be inspired by it or they might not. Mm. But either way, it's, it's just very cleanly done. I don't like the fog of trying to decode messages and trying to see where someone is at like I I would appreciate if if I were in the dating world for someone to just Mm -hmm. ask me out on a simple date for me to have a chance to get to know them (laughs) but yeah I think there there isn't a lot of that because we live in a world where it's very just like swipe 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 to the point where all of these people are people but we're using them We basically have all of these options pretty much, or or we see them as options when the reality is, is that these are, these are people. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when you are getting to know someone or in that whole courtship going on different dates, um, I would just encourage anyone to know yourself so much so, so that you can show up and really contribute to that conversation, to that friendship, to that potential relationship. And when you can contribute, you can walk away from that, knowing that you've lost nothing, but you've shared something with that person that they could potentially take with them for the rest of their lives. Even if it doesn't work out, it's not like it's an unhealthy falling apart of a relationship or a friendship, Mm -hmm. but rather like that person can say, Camille, as a result of knowing you, you've made me a better man. And I can take this into my future relationship with my actual wife or um, whatever my vocation ends up being, if you know what I mean. Oh, so good. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> <It's just funny. laughs> 
No, I'm serious. That was so good. Um, because you were you were nailing everything, and then I was like, oh man, what can I add to that? <laughs> but you already mentioned what I was gonna add. Yeah, like in, in terms of what, what you mentioned at the beginning, Rachel, in terms of the practicality of things, I think that helped us greatly. It allowed us to be very transparent and in, in what it is that we were looking for and throughout that that journey and throughout that friendship as well. That's a huge thing. Um, so being transparent in your, in your communication and, and your prayer on the alternative side. But something that you mentioned, which is what I was clinging on to, was having the mindset of approaching dating and, and friendships in two different ways. One where you're the best version of yourself, you're doing all the things that you enjoy, you're partaking in your interests, you're you're waking up feeling great and then, you know, doing what it is you know you need to do to move forward, have a great, you know, spiritual relationship with, with Christ versus the alternative of whatever that is. So just kind of at home, moping around, Without being said, I don't want to be sensitive as well, because we all need to take that time to be, be with ourselves, but not doing what you know you need to do to move forward. And I think those, just in those two mindsets, you approach everything differently. Mm-hmm. And what you said in terms of knowing yourself in order to have the best friendships possible, have the best relationships possible, is, I think, something really key. And what we miss sometimes, the dating environment is a lot different than it was when when we were dating and when we were single. Um, but I think that principle still applies. You know, mm-hmm. you can have an app, maybe like swipe once, meet that one person, and if you if you're doing your thing and she's doing her thing, vice versa, like that could be it, right? On the other side, if if you're just you know, looking to have a good time, you'll have a good time, but you know, it'll take you a lot longer to getting to where you know you should be. Um, will you have a good time? <laughs> and a lot of damage. Oh, probably <laughs> probably won't. Um, you're right. But um, yeah, just uh, just having those two different outlooks, being the best, best version of yourself, doing what you need to do, and not being the best version of yourself, and just kind of letting yourself fade away and at the same time looking for a relationship so maybe not the best Mm -hmm. yeah just one more thing to add is that that time of being single is really such a holy time like Mm -hmm. it's such a great opportunity to be able to work on yourself and your relationship with God in a way that it's it's just different when you're in a marriage because you have yourself and your family and your spouse to take care of and so it's almost it's almost divided in a way but if you are in a point of singlehood and you aren't at peace or you aren't whole or you aren't depending on God as your source for wholeness your source for everything when you get into a marriage and you look at this person to fulfill like whatever holes or gaps there are man, are you going to be in for a disappointment? Mm. Even in our marriage, when we go through the hardest times, I really feel like if I 
didn't build those roots in my friendship with the Lord, I would have crumbled, like, in a very, very hard way Mm -hmm. by now. Um, And so how I see our marriage today is really, like, anything that I do to Mike um, in a negative way harms myself because we are one. Like, he is my body. Like, we, we share that. He is um, my my narrow road. I call it my narrow road <laughs> into heaven. <laughs> but but it's true, and I think we have grown to appreciate each other through the harder times, and we come out of it really realizing how incredible God is, and how only He could have orchestrated something like this. Like He only gives us what we can handle. And a lot of the times when we're in those situations, we feel like, God, why did you give me this? I really can't handle this right now. But we come out of that and we just appreciate each other so much more. It's as though our marriage has has grown. But in that, like you were sharing about each other being our vocation, like that, that is ultimately my vocation is to help you and to help our family go to heaven, like body, spirit soul like all of us Mm. so yeah yeah Yeah, I really appreciate what you guys were talking about about cherishing your single years because I think a lot of people who are kind of in that position of still figuring out what's next they kind of see pursuing their relationship as a means to an end as if they will finally be complete if they were to find Mm -hmm. a relationship yeah, I really appreciate what you guys were saying because it really goes back down to our relationship with Christ and what does it mean to be in a marriage and in a relationship? Is it just to complete this missing void that you think you have wow. or is it to lead each other to heaven? And I think that I really find so much hope and inspiration from the both of you because knowing you both before you were dating to when you were dating, marriage, and then now being parents, like it's so cool to see that evolution of who you were and to who you are now. And there's hope like we don't need to resort to like that swipe swipe left I don't do apps <laughs> um to that culture like okay I don't know <laughs> maybe that's a good thing <laughs> I know I wouldn't know either oh man we're such news <laughs> um but yeah going back to what I was saying like it's a, it, it brings me so much hope and I'm sure that many lis- listeners that who may or may not know you like will find that same hope as well and um a question that I have for the both of you and I've asked this to Camille before when we hung out once so I'm really curious um so how has your relationship with Christ changed like now that you're married and now that you're parents like how has that changed for the both of you I think that at least for myself when I was younger career aside everything else aside like what I wanted to be was a father now that I'm at this point, everything I do now is what I had dreamed of way back when I was a teenager. So when it comes to relationship with Christ, for me personally, it's tough because I am now the spiritual leader of the family. And I feel that weight, but not so much in a negative way but in a way that really anchors me. Whenever I'm facing turmoil myself in my prayer life, whenever I'm facing physical turmoil in in family, it really causes me to come back to him in in any way I can. 
It's a tough question for me to answer because till this day, I, I really haven't explored the depths of what it means to be the spiritual leader of the family. But I'm excited to learn, I think, for, for having a child, to have her in our prayers, to pray for each other as husband and wife. Um, I think that's already like an, an exciting factor in terms of how my relationship with Christ has changed. Now to, to be at the point at which I had dreamed of before, it's going to be expanding a lot more. And I hope one day we come back and talk to you guys again and I'm able to <laughs> pinpoint for you exactly how I feel as spiritual leader of the family and as a man, our relationship, my relationship with Christ has changed. But I think I'm so much in a period of figuring out what that means that I'm, I'm kind of just present in that growth journey right now, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. I think for myself, I've learned that I need God more than ever, mm. that only he can satisfy, that only he can bring this everlasting peace like, I think if, well, you guys know me, but I'm a person who just always wants to be at peace. Like, phlegmatic is my temperament. And um, I went through anxiety, and that was the most unpeaceful point in my journey, though we do go through many, many points where we're not peaceful. Um, I think if I didn't have God, there would not be everlasting peace. But oftentimes, despite like being in the midst of a storm, through him, I can definitely still stand there and know that he's got me. I think that is what helps me move forward in hope and in joy. Like regardless of whatever is going on, like, I mean, I, I can obviously sit there for maybe like 20 minutes and be sad, mm -hmm. but I think more than 20 minutes, like I can't do it anymore. Mm -hmm. Like I, I want to move on. And it's just this, like, I'm just so assured that he's there and he's for me. And I'm sure it came from like some hard knocks in life um, with many more to come, I'm sure. But I think that through each and every single one of those is just an opportunity for him to show me how much more he loves me and how much more that he will be there for me, no matter what. Wow. Yeah. And maybe just in thinking about maybe like a call to action, but also if I could maybe wrap this up into like any advice that you have for people who are, you know, dating currently, or maybe, um, you know, there are a couple steps ahead where they're really good friends with someone but they're like how do we go about this or maybe you know like they're single right now and they're kind of dreaming about okay lord like where is this guy or where is this girl like i feel called to marriage but like where is this person so just like for anybody like any advice that you may have for those who are dating as well as maybe something for listeners to ponder just in light of everything that we've shared and i do want to reiterate like these two are just you both are so wonderful so yeah, if you have any advice or just anything um, for listeners to ponder about. Mm. For myself, I would say, well, for those who are wondering where that person is, keep hoping 
and keep expressing those desires to the Lord. Lay everything down at his feet and don't be discouraged. Just don't lose hope. Like, of course, explore the different vocations that that are present. But if you do feel called to marriage and that's a desire in your heart, that's there for a reason. It's important to really take that to God and really talk to him about it. And you will see that he is faithful and he is a good God. He will satisfy all the desires of your heart and more in a way that only he could do so. Maybe you're thinking of something right now, but like I told God that someone like Mike or like I had a crush on Mike in grade nine or whatever it was. And like, it was just like this, oh, maybe in the future, something, something. I always have these internal conversations with God and this is what he did. And so I, I feel very grateful and very blessed. Like every single time I, I look at Mike, I'm like, wow, like what a blessing, what a blessing, what a gift from God. But secondly, for those who are in a relationship or um, are in the dating season of their lives, my number one thing is probably to surround yourself with relationships that you admire. Like get an inside look of what a healthy God-fearing relationship looks like because I think TV doesn't have too many good examples of that. Social media doesn't have enough good examples of that. It's important to see that. Like I was blessed to have a very present dad and so it wasn't difficult for me to filter out guys, I guess. But that doesn't mean that if you don't have a dad like my dad, that you're not able to see good examples of that. Like St. Joseph is an amazing example of that. Like you can like redeem this image of fatherhood through him as a saint or through getting to know God, the father better. Um, but as well as, as human relationships, like we, we did that. And so like to this day, we want to surround ourselves with a village of different people, healthy relationships, which is why we had so many sponsors at our wedding because we want to, to expand that village and really learn and grow from people because we like we are not the end all and be all. Like us in this household, there's no way we would survive if we are not learning from the rest of the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yes, surround yourself with that. Like we are huge believers in that, which is why um, we actually serve in the Witness to Love ministry at St. Matthew's for the engaged couples. So we walk them through like this marriage mentorship process, like a six, um, six month program for engaged couples and this is a program that we weren't able to take when we were going through marriage prep we were the last batch of of people (laughs) before they implemented it in the church but we so believe in it because then you get to see an inside look of what a real marriage looks like not just like the instagram image on the outside because let's be real like i'm not going to be taking a picture of like mike and i and like this huge explosion of an argument and posting that on Instagram like that serves no value for anyone but it is important to see what that looks like or to even ask couples who you admire to share stories and to just make that experience more real for you so that you are able to have um, more of that sensitivity of being able to see if you and that person are like a, a good fit going forward. So good for me, 
as single people or people who are looking for a relationship, I think the number one thing I would recommend is to always engage in the things and, and create in the ways that excite you most. Because sometimes I find that the hardest thing that, that we, we encounter nowadays is just getting to meet other people. And the ways that you can meet people and, and just be able to, to speak um, on, on who you are is by engaging in those things. Mm-hmm. Like when you are excited about things in, in such a way, like they overflow into everything else that you do, like with, with your podcast, uh, Rachel and, and now Emmy with, with this podcast, like you, you guys would like shout to the mountains about like the things that you do. And this, these are just things that people now know that you guys do. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's so beneficial for, for people to be able to pursue that in their own ways. For us, like the way that I was attracted to Camille aside from like her beauty was from the things that she was most excited about, the things that I was able to hear and, and journey with. So that's something that I would really recommend to, to people is, is it doesn't matter what it is, honestly, whether it's like fashion, music, pursuing your faith more these are things that people will get to know about you anyways so if if you're able to pursue them and create in those ways and in such a way yeah it, it really does overflow into everything and and people just see you in, in in a different light like I know that all of us can recall movie characters in which like this person has pursued that skill or that interest to like the utmost degree and you're just like so captivated by what they do and I wish that for everyone mm-hmm. whether even if you're in a relationship even if you're in a marriage like I wish that for everyone to be able to have something that God has graced them with so much that they're able to just resonate that and just have people see that and who they are so I think that's something that would definitely help and something that I know has helped us per se. Um, in terms of people in our, in, in relationships, um, something that Camille and I did as well was to keep each other in check of our, our goals and, and what we were always doing and then going in. We would have like executive meetings like once a week or once every two weeks. And these are just times where we would literally sit at a coffee shop and be like, okay, this area, this area, this area, this area. Like, how are we doing in, in these in these areas? Just to be able to be accountable of each other mm-hmm. um, is something that couples can do that may seem out of the ordinary, even if you're dating. But honestly, if you're intentional about where you guys are moving forward from the beginning, it shouldn't be. Especially if you are moving towards engagement, especially if you're engaged, like, have those meetings for sure I think you should mm-hmm. um but yeah uh, like e- honestly even if you're like 16 17 years old like and, and you both are like pursuing like university and, and you want to make sure that each other is heading on the right path like that's something that could be really great and of course Camille has mentioned everything else oh, no, I whatever agree. She accountability that's a way to really yeah love a person mm-hmm. and make sure that they're on like a good path 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then in touching on the first point that you mentioned, like when you live in your element, like you are fully alive using the talents and the gifts that God has given to you, you create such an invitation to mm. everyone around you, whether it be a potential future spouse, whether it be friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that invitation, it's, it's a means of contribution. And I think it's through that that is so beautiful. Nothing goes to waste when you are contributing in, in such a way. Mm. Well, thank you both. Wow. Oh, man. Mm. Yeah. And as we wrap up this conversation, as you know, we like to end it with a really funky, not funky, but it's a little quirky <laughs> question that we like to end it with. Since you both are our guests, we're going to get you guys to go um, last so you get a little more time to think about it. Um, so, Rachel, girl, what's on your mm. heart? I, I think it's this conversation. I was in an adoration chapel yesterday and, you know, just it was kind of like brought to my attention again, like just the desires that I have, you know, ultimately, I think as women to be known and loved and understood and valued. If I'm being honest, like still in my stage of life right now, like I think it could go either way in terms of marriage or religious life. You know, I'm open but, you know, I, I really do treasure like what we've talked about today. I think that, you know, like we've kind of mentioned many times over already, and I will not stop saying it, that I just admire you both so much. And I'm really grateful for what a positive example, because I know that in my own life, like I, I guess I haven't been in positive situations. So I think it's easy to feel hopeless in love, quote unquote. Can you call it love? don't know up for debate so it's easy to feel hopeless but I think when I you know meet people like yourselves and to your points about surrounding yourself with good and holy couples who are on that path to sainthood and really leading each other to holiness it gives me hope that if not for me if that's not what I'm called to then at least like you know for my younger sisters that there are good men out there you know for my friends like for for Emmy for whoever is listening that there are good men there are good women out there and it's all in God's time so yeah just thank you yeah what about you Emmy mm. took what I was gonna say oh, so sorry. <laughs> For myself, I have two. I'm going to pull a Michelle Benzinger again. I like to have two. Um, So my first one is during our conversation, of course, our listeners can't see this because they're listening. But um, I pulled out a book. I accidentally dropped a few things while we were recording, but I pulled out a book. It's called Emotional Virtue, and it's by Sarah Swafford. It's so good. I've learned a lot about relationships through that book. And another book that I've been reading that have really helped me kind of grow and to figure out my own self as well during this time of singlehood and figuring things out is a book called Be Healed by Bob Schutz. Um, Highly recommend. It was recommended to me by a religious sister and I cannot put it down. It's so good. Highly recommend. Um, Yeah. So Mike or Camille, who would like to go first? Beautiful. Um, I'll go. Uh, What is on my heart? I would have to say this new sleep routine that Lilo is on. It is amazing. It has done wonders for our marriage. Like the other day, we like Mike actually taught me. We we made a meal together is what we did. And we've been able to have movie nights and like be on this podcast together. 
are just like be working or reading at the same time in each other's company and it has been so good for my heart um because prior to this I well I am a late sleeper as you guys know I'm the night owl um and so like as a result of that I obviously wake up late as well and Lilo's schedule very much mirrored my schedule and so we would get home or not get home but we would start to go through her sleep routine around 10 and then she would go to bed around like 10 30 11 um and then we would both wake up later but now that we have gone through this change, she now goes to bed at 7, 7.30 on a daily basis. And so we have all of this time where we can actually like be at peace when we're cleaning together or be in quality conversation. It has been so incredible. I love it. For me, it's dreaming and, and the ability to dream, the ability that God gives us to dream. And... I, it's been on my heart for, for a while for the past few weeks because it's, it's something that I feel as Catholics, we don't embrace enough just because it's, you know, we, we, we look at it in, in, in many different ways and, and, and even that in itself is fine. But for, for myself, like my dream of um, being a father to, to Lila and being the best father I can we, we talk very frequently about like the culture that we, we have nowadays and how, you know, we're going to have to raise a really spirited, strong little one to succeed in this world. And we embrace that challenge a thousand times over. And it's something that I am so excited for. Um, to be that present dad, to, to be that an emotional dad for her um, is something that I embrace. I'm, I'm totally a hashtag girl dad. Told Camille <laughs> and, and our friends a million times over, if we have four girls, I will be totally fine with that. <laughs> um, but of course, I want a son as well, uh, God willing. So my dream of that, and I think... If, if you don't mind me sharing two things. Yes, like, of I mean, course. Um, <laughs> like the <laughs> uh, I, I, think, I think the other thing is mm. um, teamwork and, and, and all that that entails. And I think just for us and in this sleep routine, as Camille's mentioned, like we're like the best tag team, in, in my opinion. And by tag team, I mean, I'll comfort Lilo first, tag out, and then... I'll breastfeed Lilo. I'll breastfeed Lilo. I tag out again, and then I'll put it's like Lilo back in the crib <laughs> because because Camille is um, totally not tall enough to put Lilo in the crib. We dropped her mattress, so now I like I fumble when <laughs> I put her into the crib. Tough. I'm not tall enough. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, it's very much like wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> teamwork in in that regard, but um, teamwork also in terms of vulnerability and I think that just as as you mentioned earlier Emily in 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 my relationship with Christ and how it's changed I think teamwork and and acknowledging that is God calling me to be more vulnerable with 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 myself with my wife and with other men and with with other Mm. other men of Christ most importantly Um, and then to be a team in, in that sense and that's obviously like a lifelong journey and something that I am more than willing to 
you know, encounter. But yeah, dreaming and teamwork. Nice, nice. So if our listeners would like to like get in touch with you guys, like how would they get in touch with you? Mm, probably Instagram. <laughs> I think we're the most responsive on Instagram. Well, me more. So you've been on social media less. Yeah. But I'm Camille R. Menz, M-E-N-D-Z. And he's MJ Menz. MJ Menz. So- <laughs> or on MendozaCollective.com. Hmm. Well, we'll be sure to put all of these and the book recommendations. Thanks so much for that, Emmy. Um, we'll be sure to put those in the show description. Um, but again, thank you both so, so much. Like I kind of mentioned at the outset, this is sacred time for you both. Um, so we appreciate the fact that you're sharing some of it with us and listeners. And would you be able to lead us in a closing prayer? Of course, yeah. In the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, thank you so much for this beautiful time that we have together um, in order to encounter each other and encounter just just all these things that you're able to have us ponder upon, um, things that you've called us to grow through, um, things that have refined us, things that continue to lead us to you, whatever the situation may be lord in the world whatever our culture has to throw at us lord may you please empower us more than ever to be present with you and to continue to bring others along this journey in order to to truly know you and to truly love you lord and to have you do the same all of this we pray to glorify our Lord as we pray, glory be to the Father, to the Son, to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, for all of Amen. Amen. Holy Family, pray for us, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Mike and Camille. Thanks. Yay! Thank you so much. Thank you guys for having us. Thanks for listening to this episode of A Pondering Heart Podcast. You can listen to A Pondering Heart Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. And please be sure to follow us on social media. We are at A Pondering Heart Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Join us next time as we continue on our journey to sainthood.